On this episode of Missouri Catfish, we talk catfish tournaments with Central Missouri Catfish Tournament Director Shane Wyatt and wrapping up the 2022 tournament year. I'm your host, Cliff Thornburg. Shove off with us and let's get started. For the Central Missouri Catfish Tournaments at Kaufman Lake of the Ozarks back on October 29th, first place, congratulations to Kayla McAdams, 53.8 pounds. His usual teammate, Chris Baker, was under the weather and couldn't make it. So, Chris, I, I see who's doing the heavy, heavy lifting on the team. Kidding aside, second place, 50.4 pounds, Joe Bell, David Burtz, and Nelly. They have had a solid, solid showing these last, well, really all year. Third place in Big Fish, Chris Saunders and John Spatafora. 44.3 pounds was their total stringer. 36.3 pounds was their Big Fish. Fourth place, 27.8 pounds, Gary Moss and Shannon Berry. And they've been a sneaky good team all year. Um, they, they've really had some some good showings and I have to apologize to Gary Moss. I was supposed to have him here on the show and I'm sure he's aggravated with me. I'm aggravated about it, but I had to completely back out on him. I usually do the show later at night after my kids are asleep and basically everything has to go right for me to be able to put these out as far as the timing of them just with with life in general. And I had scheduled to talk to Gary. It was the day after Halloween, the evening after Halloween. And my children were just, it was just really tough. And I just couldn't, couldn't make the interview. And again, I apologize to him because I wanted to talk to him. And hopefully he'll talk to us in the future. But again, apologize for that because they've really been steady. We're, we're going to talk to Shane Wyatt, hopefully here on the, on the point situation leading up to the Glasgow finale, but there's a lot of teams here that have put in solid scores, and I, I think it's going to come down to the wire. Fifth place, 25.4 pounds, Eddie Throwkeld and Corey Harlow. Sixth place, 24.3 pounds, Stuart Dinnick and Dan Hagerman. Seventh place, 23.2 pounds, Greg Twillman. Eighth place, 21.2 pounds, Eric Keller and Jay Osborne. 19.9 pounds for Joe Martin and Tanner McDonald. 10th place, 15.3 pounds, Wayne Stevens and Russell Michaels. 11th, 13.1 pounds, David Michaels and Mike Fletcher. 12th, 
9.8 and small fish. I want you all to guess who caught the small fish here. And that is sponsored by Cruise Lawn Care. So total stringer, 9.8 pounds. And yes, you guessed it right. David Hull and Justin Turtle uh, caught the small fish. 13th, 4.5 pounds, Paul and Bobby Copas. So congratulations to everybody. The sponsors of this event, which are very important to make it happen, Suzuki Marine, LSK, Clyde's Disaster and Carpet Cleaning, Adams Logging, Billy and Sons Mobile Homes Incorporated, Cruise Lawn Care, LLC, CNR Automotive and Transmission, and Copas Asphalt. And I would reiterate, I say it every time, and I'm sure the, the tournament anglers are aware of it, on Truman and Lake of the Ozarks, there is a slot limit. So you can have two fish over, over the slot, and the rest of the fish have to be under the slot. So it is possible. Now, I always say most fishermen use a lot of excuses to this, or, or it is a, a very handy excuse, but it is very, very, very possible that you can catch a lot of nice fish all day, and almost all of them fall in the slot. Missouri Department of Conservation has set this up so that a nice big breeding group of blue cats are protected here, and that's exactly what they've done. So catching slot fish is no surprise on Lake of those arcs, and I would not be surprised if going up and down this list of 13 boats, very good boats, they caught a lot of nice slot fish that they just couldn't weigh in. Now, going forward, hopefully there will be legislation that would maybe exempt people in tournaments from slot limits. I know they've done that in a lot of other states, and it just makes sense for this. We're turning the fish loose. The, the fish are in great shape. Catfish are pretty tough. We're, mortality would be relatively very low. And um, it would just eliminate this problem of a, a fisherman catching a lot of nice fish that could not be counted. But had they been a little smaller or a little bigger, they would have been counted, and I don't know. I mean, I guess electronics are good enough. You can look on there and say that's definitely an over-slot fish. I'm certainly not there, and um, maybe it's, it's just a, a regulation that's forcing these tournament anglers to get better, but I think it'd be cool if, if the slot was lifted or you could have three fish and all of them no slot. Um, just some legislation to kind of help the – the tournament anglers there. But regardless, what a great day. Everyone caught fish. Some were in the slot, but still really impressive uh, bag and just shows you how good these tournament anglers are. As far as what we have been doing here at the podcast, we, we actually, as you can tell, haven't had a podcast out in several weeks. And that is Thankfully, not because we've not been fishing. I, I've said from the beginning I did not want the podcast to interfere with uh, the, the fishing on the show because that's really the reason for the podcast is to have fun and talk about fishing. But at the end of the day, fishing uh, trumps talking about fishing, I, at least for me. 
So on October 28th in the morning, we, we took out Jeremiah Gordon and his uh, metal detector out on some big sandbars out on the Missouri, and we did not find anything, and we found some junk. Basically, we picked up trash is essentially what we did, but it's very cool to, to do the to do the uh, metal detector and see what, what you might find. And it's really neat. The kids absolutely loved it. And it was, it was really fun. He said that because I guess of the sand and maybe the moisture, he was really picking stuff up really deep that normally if he was in a yard, for example, you wouldn't pick up. So, and I had never really been around a metal detector, but, he had a big one, and then he had a handheld one that once you get to digging, you really get down and can pinpoint it. So, did not remove anything but trash, and it was just, just a cool thing. The kids loved it. That evening, we set lines on uh, the Missouri, and October 29th, the next day, that's a Saturday. We checked the lines. Uh, did not have a whole lot. Uh, we we caught a ten and a twelve pound blue. Nice fish, healthy fish. And then a couple small channel cats. But but we had a good time there. And then we went to the Namrash Cemetery, and I helped clean a little bit of that. I, I didn't do as nearly as much as everybody else, but my wife and and one of my children was was there, and then the other child was with me, and and then we met up there and did a little chainsawing. But the Namrash Cemetery, they're really cleaning it up. It's very cool. And for cat fishermen, if you're pulling into the Dalton boat ramp, you pull over the levee, and you would make about a ninety degree turn. And instead of making that turn, you would just walk right down along the levee and there's a there's a nice sign there and then you would cut down to the south and, and it's right there. Now if you're on a boat, it is right across from on the Sheraton River there, but right at the mouth. There is a little cabin there with uh, steps going down and um a cabin uh, fishing type stuff. It is right across from that. So if you're down there on a boat and you, you see that cabin and you line your boat up with that those stairs and you look across the river, across the Sheraton there, that's where the Namrash Cemetery is. So lots of old, old, cool tombstones with real people that lived real lives um, buried there. So very, very neat deal. You can check out the Sheraton County Historical Facebook page or the Dalton Looking Back Facebook page, and KOMU actually did a story on it. So if you want to, I'm sure Google KOMU, Namrash, or Dalton, I'd say the, the story will pop up. I did talk to, to Tall Tales Bait Shop, and they indicated they're probably out of goldfish for the year. So if you are planning on getting goldfish, I don't know that you can get those in Brunswick of any size. Um, Riverette Bait Shop, I think, still closed down. Tall Tails doesn't have goldfish, but of course they have other things, worms, frozen bait, that sort of thing. 
let's see, November 4th, uh, Doug, the cat snatcher, and myself, we went out to catch some buffalo and bait, and we had caught, we shared this on the Facebook page, but a, a blind hackleback sturgeon. And it was a very healthy fish. Of course, we turned it loose immediately, but I took a few pictures of it just for, for interest to, to anyone. But uh, when I asked a, an expert on it, it, it could have been a genetic thing or maybe an injury with a boat or a barge or a dredge or, or something like that. I had read an article about sharks having uh, parasites in their eyes eating them out, and I thought of that because both are you know, kind of old primitive fish, and maybe that would happen, but they said that was unlikely. We also returned a nice spoonbill to the Missouri River, so good to see good to see spoonbill out there. And I said it last year that I was going to try to catch some native spoonbill, and it's kind of like, uh, I analogous, I guess you'd say, to trout fishing. I think catching wild spoonbill that have spawned and grew up in the river, I think that would be more rewarding for me because of its difficulty and and that they're not stocked to put and take fishery than out of Truman, Lake of those arcs, or or Table Rock or one of these. Now, is the fishery nearly as good? No. Are you going to catch a a record spoonbill? No. Are you going to catch a bunch of Asians? Probably. But I want to do that next year. And the Mississippi, its season is still going on for for Spoonbill. So keep that in mind if you want to change a pace. One of these cold snaps where nothing's moving, maybe maybe you can go over there and have you a good day. As far as news, Brunswick River Terminal, BRT, that is between the Miami and the Brunswick boat ramps, Probably mile 255, I would guess, on the Missouri River, just off the top of my head. They have received an $8.8 million grant to upgrade their existing port. They ship grain out of there. Of course, now with the water so low there, I haven't seen them ship any. And someone told me that that they're having to ship barges half full just because of low water, but I don't know if they're actually shipping any at all right now. But there was a new container dock that's supposed to be there. They're going to upgrade the existing port, a new rail spur, and some conveyors there. And already while we were up there, they were somebody was uh, salvaging an old barge there downriver just a little bit from BRT. So I thought might be related, might not, but... We may see a little more river traffic up up there, so um, which which I think is fine. They've they've diked up the river and kind of really did it for transportation. So it would would be neat if there was actually more transportation there on the river and um, bring bring some business to the to the area and more resources to the river. So good deal there. I did read a couple books. Related to rivers, um, Keith Sutton, I, I read one, Catfishing Beyond the Basics. And he is a catfish, some kind of association, Hall of Famer. But 
he's a really good author and it goes through a lot of different stuff. And, it, and if nothing else, most of the listeners are probably advanced enough that it, it does get you thinking, though. It gets you thinking about different baits, what you can do. Grocery store baits, I know, are not the best or usually not the best, but I always thought, I always like reading about them because if you could put some in your, stash them in your boat, I kind of like stuff like that where on short notice you could be able to have some bait and go fishing because fishing with a low percentage bait is much better than not fishing at all. Also, a second book I read was called River Horse Across America by Boat by William Least Heat Moon. And I think he's from the Columbia Herman around this area somewhere. But it was a book where a this William Least Heat Moon took a sea dory, a small boat, and crossed America, at least as most of he as he could. From boat by boat, from Statue of Liberty all the way to the Pacific, <clears throat> they went down uh, through the canals, through the Great Lakes, all the way down, and then up the Missouri, and all the way up through all all of that. And they did do some portage, and they had to canoe <clears throat> some, obviously, to get over the Continental Divide. Divide because there is no, no Northwest Passage. It does not exist by water because of gravity. Which, as a side note, I always thought that was kind of crazy that explorers thought that the water flowing down would eventually flow across to uh, the other side of a landmass just be, because of how gravity works. It, it just kind of seemed... Bizarre to me since it wasn't an ocean current going through there or anything. But regardless of the, the folly of the explorers, he was trying to follow the path of, of Lewis and Clark and and do that. And I guess I will have to say that what the subject fascinated me, but I really had a hard time getting through the book. So it was kind of a slog of a read for me, but... I love the idea of it. I love the idea of doing that. I've always wanted to go from Rulo, Nebraska, down to Grand Isle, Louisiana. And he did something a little different than that for very different reasons than I would. I, I would just want to go and camp at places and get all the fishing permits lined up. If you grab some nice fish, you could fish for an evening, you could stay at different towns, party it up, just hang out on the river and make a cool voyage of it, make a summer of it. So it's kind of like something I would want to do, but but he did it for di very different reasons. And uh, But the book had a lot of knowledge in it. So tough read, but, but it, it was cool. So if you're ever wondering about doing a cross-country river, River Travel, I, I guess that's the book to read, River Horse. And the winter trout have been stocked last week, may have been the week before that. They've been stocked in all the area places. I know Moberly's close to us, and 
they had some stocked. So I think it's just put and take this year, and then years going forward, it'll be catch and release, and then put and take at the end. Very cool there. Love love more fishing opportunities, even if it's for, for little scale fish. Also, if we do have any local listeners, they're interested at all. I usually put my fishing publications, I just usually recycle them. I can't keep them all. And the, the reading, and I don't want to sound uh, conceited here, but, but the reading, the information is usually at a beginning level. And, you know, it's not going to have an in-depth article on bumping, for example, in fur fishing game. You know, that's just not what it is. It, it's not that. You're really not going to get it in, in fishermen or, or anything. You, you usually it's just kind of a an introductory or, or talking about different people and, and maybe some rigs, but it doesn't get real, real technical, which is fine because I like it just to see what's going on and more to get my mind thinking. And that's kind of what I hope this podcast would do. Just get your mind thinking about different things, different approaches to things. And ultimately, our goal is to make us all better fishermen that listen to the podcast, including myself. And uh, anyway, I'm rambling. Some of my uh, magazines that I usually recycle, my wife in front of the law office here at 216 South Broadway in Salisbury, for for local listeners, I'm going to put some of these magazines that I would normally recycle. So if anybody, I know when I was a kid, if someone gave me a bunch of magazines, in fact, Dave Harkey gave me a bunch of old uh, catfishing magazines years ago. In in Fisherman had uh, actually, I think it was a quarterly magazine just on catfishing. And I still read those. I love them. And uh, I I just love to read anything about fishing I, I could get my hands on. And so if anybody wants to read those, um, I'm going to put them in there. And if not, I'll just recycle them. So if you come by in front of the law office here at 216 South Broadway, there's a lending library. Just take the magazines. Take them or I'm going to recycle them. And um, hopefully someone else could get a little use out of them. All right. Now for this segment, we have Shane Wyatt. Shane is a Central Missouri Catfish Tournament tournament director and the owner of Wyatt's Bait and Tackle. So he is going to be on here talking mainly about the 2022 wrapping up the season with the championship finale. And it won't be on this episode, but before long, we're going to be shifting to the new year and it'll be here before you know it. So here's Shane wrapping up the year. We're here with Shane Wyatt, the tournament director for Central Missouri Catfish tournaments how are you shane i am good how are you cliff doing good just getting over a little um winter time stuff but but doing good so what why we had you on here of course we always like to hear from you but your grand finale is is shaping up the end of this month correct yes sir yep sunday after thanksgiving every year and as far as the points, I don't know if you've tallied those or not. Um, how tight is the points race this year going into this final event? 
It's pretty tight. Um, the top four or five, well, the top three are real tight, and then we're pretty close. And we kind of, me and the wife kind of looked at a few different scenarios, and it could change. I mean, it, it would take some really good fish, and it, I don't know, it's kind of interesting, but it, it could change. It's not set in stone by any means. Um, I have a feeling, I don't know. It's, I don't really know what to say and not make anybody mad, but it's, it's pretty tight, but it, it could change. And um, sure. we just, I just actually got in the mail today. I got a check from LSK in Lebanon uh, for $500. Races now up to $5,800 plus whatever we bring in in Glasgow. So, I mean, it's well worth chasing. Yeah, that's for sure. So, and, and as far as the points, does it pay just first or is there different um, places um, or? We do, we do first, second, and third. So it'll, it'll, you know, it's not a great amount, but it's still, it's a good bonus. Sure. And you can say you've done it. Um, yeah. And rising rights. <laughs> And and as far as the top three, that that would be a pretty close race just from the results I'm kind of going through here. Yeah, they're um, they're pretty tight. Yeah, and and these fish, um, by then I think they're going to be solidly in a wintertime pattern. I think we're going to, I think you're going to weigh in a lot of nice fish, don't you? Yes, I'm excited for it. This is usually my favorite tournament of the year. You know, as long as the weather's, you know, decent or manageable I th i'll stitch these together um where we where we lost you is um you, you were uh saying that this was your favorite tournament of the year yeah it is it's definitely my favorite tournament of the year um it's exciting because you get you get your normal payout way in for the day and then you know, we take a little time and try to tally up the points and then we do the second payout for points. And um, we haven't come up with a solid idea yet, but we're going to try to bring some kind of food to feed everybody while we're doing the points configuration and all that. Um, we got a few ideas. Last year we did chili and hot dogs, but I had a really hard time keeping the chili under control and weigh fish at the same time. And I kind of burned it a little bit, but everybody still seemed to eat it. <laughs> but, yeah. As yeah. Doug says on our boat, everything's just starts tasting like Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like everything on my boat tastes like shad by the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. As, as long as the weather holds out, I mean, it's showing like 32 overnight and a high of 45 or 46 and that could change, but as long as the weather's decent, it doesn't rain or blow snow sideways. It's usually the best tournament of the year. Yeah. And, and we've had some of those snow sideways ones too. Um, yeah. We've had to cancel a couple, but I think this year the weather is going to hold out. So, yeah. So we have a tight championship race at the top and, and really, how much you know that could vary I, I guess would depend on a lot of things who yeah. caught fish who didn't but even just how many boats are there i guess could. right right you it's, know if there's only 12 boats there's not much variance there but right uh, but it is it is it's pretty tight and 
you know, it's it's almost locked in, but there's a scenario that we kind of played out on paper where it could be moved around a little bit. I mean, even even first place could be pushed to second, but it would take a, a pretty big difference in positions to move them that far. Right. And and I assume Brian Saunders and John Spadafore are in first. Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought because they had a lot of top, top, you know, just, just kind of across the board this year. Yep, they are. A, a... Okay, so no surprises there. And all the teams that are at the top, I think, yeah. are pretty good on the Missouri River, too. So I think it'll be exciting. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. And, you know, we love that river. Um, if you've seen our schedule for next year, it'll show you how much we love that river because we – we still have a few lake tournaments, but it's more focused on the river for us. Yeah, and, and it's going to be a long winter for the podcast, so we're going to have you back on here and maybe another cat fisherman like Joe Bell or somebody. Mm-hmm. We're kind of just going to talk about the tournament schedule if you'd be willing to do that. Absolutely. Yeah, so um, for, for people that haven't been to the tournaments, and I always tell people to, to come – you know, come for the weigh-in. Um, could could you kind of tell people, maybe describe a little better than I, I can, you know, what, what people can expect if they come down there and they're just kind of interested in, in getting into the sport? Well, you're going to see a lot of great fishermen and you're going to see a lot of really nice boats. And it doesn't take a really nice boat to win a tournament. I mean, obviously, they're, they got some Cadillacs out there. Now there's some really nice boats. But we see we see everything from Grandpa's John boat to you know eighty to hundred thousand dollar river boats and and you get to see all them nice boats, all the gear people are using. Uh, most of them are pretty open with what what their style is or what their bait is. You can see their rigs on the rods, what rods and reels they're using, what techniques. Most of them will talk to you about how they fish or what patterns they're looking for, but part for me seeing the fish i mean there's days we've had tournaments where seven pounds got first place and and big fish was four pounds and we've had tournaments that you know we broke 200 pounds on in five fish and we've had several 80 70 80 pound fish brought in over the years and it's just it's really neat to see them I get the privilege of holding them and weighing them. And then either me or David usually returns them to the water. And it's, it's nice to watch them swim away healthy, um, as healthy as we can keep them. You got a lot of guys with oxygen that they put on the fish and it really winds them up. And they usually kick my butt at the weigh in and I go home, you know, the whole time I'm at a tournament, I don't really do anything. You know, I sit there all day and wait, but when the weigh in comes, I take a beating. (laughs) Yeah. You know, uh, Ben Cordy had a an eighty plus fish last year that just it just worked me over and getting it to the scales without hurting it and it back down to the water without hurting the fish or damaging the fish. Sometimes it's a it's a workout, but it's really nice to watch them swim away on their own. Yeah, and especially this time of year, you know, they're extremely healthy coming into the weigh in and yeah, pretty you know, frisky. Yeah, frisky for sure. Um, did. And before uh, something happens, uh, I wanted to give you the opportunity to kind of list the sponsors um, that kind of help make all this happen. 
Well, um, to be honest, I'm outside in my garage sitting in my boat so I could have a clear head when we talk. But we have a pretty good list of sponsors, and I hope I don't forget any. But obviously, LSK and Suzuki Marine have been our biggest sponsor over the years. And, you know, every year they come back with more and more. And next year, this year, they did $500 a tournament cash to the pot plus $500 to Big Fish. Or um, not Big Fish, but $500 to the points race. Um, and if you have a boat that you purchased a boat or a motor that you purchased from LSK, you're in the runnings for bonus money if you place first, second, third, or big fish, and they mail you a check directly to you from them. So that's pretty awesome. Too. Not only are they giving money to every any boat, but they're also giving money to their, their customers. You know, they're giving back to their customers, which is really cool. Um, and then we have a whole list. We got Clyde's... Um, carpet and upholstery cleaning or carpet and disaster relief cleaning they do a hundred dollars to every tournament uh cruise lawn care does fifty dollars to every tournament uh copus asphalt does 50 um mobility automotive and transmission uh mcadams construction donated some to the to the dalton tournament along with we got blogging um, we got the Muddy, there's another logging one, Muddy Mo or Mighty Mo. Yeah, and did I you did say Adams too? Adams Logging, yeah. Yeah, okay. We got them. Um, gosh, they're all outside on my trailer, but it's really out there. Yeah, and, but, and I'll, I'll try to listen before I, I uh, publish yeah. this. I just, I just want to give you a chance at that. Yeah, and they're all really great people. I mean, some of them are $50 a tournament, but you get six of them. There's Billy and Sons Mobile Homies. Um, they do $50 also. But you get all those $50 that add up. You know, we get there's at least six of them that are doing $50, and then Clyde's does 100 So we split that money up. Some of it goes to the small fish pot. Some of it goes to the big fish pot, and some of it goes to the main pot. So we try to disperse it so it, it goes everywhere, you know. Yeah, and even, you know, I, I've been in them. Of course, I'm small fish a lot more than big fish, but, you know, every little bit helps when, when you're doing a tournament. Yeah. Um, We're kind of, you know, it's an 85-15 payout, so it kind of reimburses that, too. And, and the part that I keep, it covers my expenses, plus it... I buy for the tournaments. You know, we just bought the certified scales. We bought it. We had to buy a, cali a calibration weight to calibrate the certified scales. Um, new trailer this year, new tires. We try to put as much money back into the tournament as we can. So, yeah. You know, I don't make money off of it, but I don't lose money either. Right. And, and it's, you know, you need all that stuff to protect the integrity of, of what we're doing. And everybody, you know, puts so much effort in. They, you know deserve good scales you know and so, right. so that's great yeah i worked really hard to save up the money to get the certified scales before the dalton tournament because that was a high stakes and big money we also got missouri river tree service and cts motor sports i had to walk okay. outside and look and united credit union united credit union's done a few things over the years cool so, yeah, that, that's good. And they're, you know, most of those are just places in the area. And if people could yep. give back to them, that, that's great, too. Yep.
and LSK, they just sold their power sports division. So they're now LSK Marine and kind of a little plug here for myself. We're working on a deal um, to have a kind of a satellite store or booth of mine in their store in Lebanon. So I have the opportunity to stock catfishing gear in their store. So that's going to be kind of cool too. All right. So more gear down there and they're down at the lake in Lebanon around there. Yeah. So, yeah. so cool. Yeah. It's going to help expand me a little bit and they're just really good family owned business and they like to give back to the people that, that make their business, you know? Yeah. So but back to this tournament, do you have any um, idea of what the turnout's going to be or do you think it'll really be predicated on the weather? I weather. I mean, your points, your top points guys are always going to be there. Um, the weather, the bite, cold fronts. The way the weather's looking, though, I, I think it's going to be a good turnout, a good tournament. And, as, you know, as many people, even people that don't fish, if they want to come up and watch, it's just an amazing sight to watch these boats come out of the water and pull these big, big fish out. And it's just neat to watch. Yeah, and, and during a, a colder weather one, you know, in, during the summer when it's real hot, some fish get weighed in throughout the tournament. But I expect right. almost all fish to be weighed in at the end of this, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. And last year, one of the one of the things that was really cool, I don't have it this year, but last year we had a big fish pot for the season. And the team had carried that for like six or seven months. And it was broken at the championship in the last hour of the tournament. And it was just, it was really cool. I mean, it was, it, it was bad for the guys who held it all year, but it was really neat to hear the story of the team who came in, you know, they, the last hour of the tournament, they caught this 80 some pound fish and, and brought it in and got paid. And it was, it was really neat to, you know, them people, that other team, they held it for, for the whole year almost. But it's always at Glasgow. Yeah, that's what I like about catfish tournaments. You know, it only takes one to turn your fortune. Yep, one good bite. One good bite. Yep. Well, I don't keep you too long. Do you have any uh, parting thoughts on it? Or um, people can go to your Facebook page, Central Missouri Catfish Tournaments, if they want to find yep. out more or come down to Stump Island and, and see the big fish weighed in, right? Yep. And we have a, a web page too, centralmissourycat.com on the interweb. It's basically the same as the Facebook page, but not everybody has Facebook. Okay. And, but, and more, I'll go more ahead. General, generally, have, have you heard of anybody uh, fishing hard lately? Uh, yes. There's a few of them out there um, pre-fishing and, and maybe not so much pre-fishing, but exploring and, and trying to find the fish and follow the fish. So. It's definitely going to be an interesting tournament down to the last boat. Yeah, and I, I would bet quite a bit of money that seven pounds isn't going to win this one. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. And we'll have to see if old David Hole pulls off small fish again. He's he's getting quite the record on small fish. Yeah, and you know, I thought he would get a cruise lawn care wrap for his boat for next year. Yeah, yeah, he could. I'm sure uh, Brandon Cruz would like that. Yeah. Yeah, we ought to have him on this winter and have a good time there. 
yeah, I might get him to come up to this tournament and watch too. I always encourage people, if you don't fish or you don't have time to fish, come up, watch the weigh-ins. It's, you see a lot of great people, a lot of nice boats. You see a lot of great fish, gear. These guys, these guys if you're questioning, they'll, they'll help you any way they can and wonder where to look for the fish or what patterns they might be in. And they're pretty open. You know, they, I'm sure they have secrets too, but, but some of them are pretty open. Yeah, yeah. It I found it to be a, a very welcoming community, if you yeah. will. Yeah, it's a really good group of guys and, and women too. Yeah. I think we got nine, eight or nine pre registers. I don't usually get a lot of pre registers because I prefer the cash today of since we're paying out cash. But and you know, you never know if some or if somebody gets a flat tire called in to work or whatever, but but anytime I get close to 10 pre-registers, I'll probably, we'll probably have 20 to 30 boats, I'd say. Yeah, well, it's a crowd of spectators, too. A lot of people come up from Oberly and Glasgow, um, Salisbury, and just watch. Yeah, and that's awesome. And we're coming. Doug, the cat snatcher, texted me yesterday that he'd already taken off work for the next day. So we're, it would take something remarkable for us to miss it. So I'm well, excited. You could always go up against David Hole and try to get that small fish too. Yeah, well, we'll have the kids with us, so I I think he's gonna have. We're gonna give him a run for his money with these boys in the go. boat. There you go. He can't win it every time. Yeah, for sure. Well, th thank you so much, Shane, for being on the show. And um, I'm looking forward to being on here again and talking about next year. Yeah, I I can't wait. All right. Thank you very much. Yep. All right, as far as events coming up, there's not too much to wrap up the, the year with uh, the holidays and everything. That's understandable. But November 27th is the Glasgow Championship. That's the grand finale, Central Missouri Catfish Tournaments. Hosting that, you can get on their Facebook page. And we would really encourage you to come out to the weigh-in, even if you're not fishing it, even if you're not... You know, a tournament angler, I, I think it's cool just to see all the big fish and the big fishing boats and see everybody and it may be sleeting out there, terrible weather, and, and these guys are going to be out there and they're going to produce fish regardless of the weather. And uh, it's just, just something cool to do. And if you aren't, um, haven't ever fished a tournament, this is a, a decent one to get to. The water's low, you know, water's cold so there is safety issues but it's the water's low there's not a lot of trash in the river so it, it's one one to think about um i'm backing up but um let's see here and then before you know it february 25th the central missouri catfish tournament the new year starts at wigwam on lake of those arcs so not very long here. A couple months and then we're fishing the new year. So hope everybody's getting rigged up because I think people use the word epic a lot, which I don't really like. This is going to be an epic points shootout for this tournament series next year with the anglers committed to running it. So I am super stoked and it's going to be cool. And, and uh, so so everybody, everybody get ready for that. And if you're just fishing... Please let us know what you're doing. Central Missouri Catfish Tournaments is the Facebook page for the tournament website. Our email is MissouriCatfishPodcast at gmail.com. 
All right, so thank you once again to Shane Wyatt for coming on the podcast and check out his Facebook page, and they had a website, which I'd forgotten about, and be sure to tell his sponsors that uh, buy their products and tell them that you heard about them from the Central Missouri Catfish Tournaments. And once again, I apologize to Gary Moss. Hopefully, he'll be on uh, an episode coming up. Maybe next week's episode, we'll talk to Gary if he'll have us. And Missouri Catfish Podcast at gmail.com is our email. And the number one way you can support the show is you can share it on social media. But uh, the number one way I think how these shows grow and and they get bigger is if you go to your podcast, however you listen to it, whatever format, if you would give it um, a rating, whatever you think it should be for... um, for the show, and then that that lets people. I think there's some kind of algorithm that lets people um, know it's out there. Again, I'm your host Cliff Thornburg. Thank you very much for listening. Please keep keep your reports and everything coming in. I know deer season and the holidays has people a little slowed up, but catfishing is a year round sport, and we're going to keep plugging away here. Again, thank you very much for listening. I was born. Like a river, I've been running.